25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. On the Range is brought to you by Golf Discount. Golf Discount, where St. Louis shops for all its golf needs. Good morning, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Delsing, and with me is my buddy, longtime friend, caddy, John Perlis. Perley. I'm doing good. I got the uh, the grips wiped down. I got the uh, clubs uh, ready to go. I got my badges on. I'm I see, my I smock see that. On. I'm ready I, to caddy uh, through the show here. I see that, and and we also I I saw you brought a lot of props with you. So for the our big crowd at on Facebook Live, we got all of the Pearly's credentials. Well, you needed the credentials at any of the PGA uh, tournaments, yep. and if you didn't have those, you weren't going to get around. Uh, I think some of the fun parts, anyway, for me is some of these actually say instructor on them. I'm not quite sure I uh, fit that that mold. However, I got the instructor badges so that I could go places the caddies couldn't go. We understand which, that's which right, was, which was part of the deal. So uh, I, I, of course, saved those puppies. Well, let's get let's get rolling here. Okay. The, the, we've um, formatted the show just like around the golf. The first segment is the is called the on the range segment, which is brought to you by Golf Discount. Golf discount where St. Louis shops for all its golf needs. Um, and then we got to do our, our social media stuff here. Please look for these outlets on social media. Um, my Twitter handle is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing. It's a lot of Jay Delsings. And Instagram is? We don't know. We have no idea. So I have an Instagram. Who cares? Yep. All right. Um, one thing we got to talk about. Is the fact that besides us thinking that we're extremely <laughs> unique people, and um, as we listen to the shows, we don't finish a whole lot of sentences or thoughts. Or thoughts. We have very few thoughts as well. And that's why we should finish the few that we have. <laughs> we're not that accurate with some of our facts. That's a disclaimer that has been uh, okay. said week after week. We haven't had a lot of hate mail regarding that. We haven't had any mail. That's, well, that's, that's not, <laughs> that's that's not exactly true. true. Yeah, not, not exactly true. We still get some bills here and there. But um, we just wanted to talk about that. We, um, we were laughing today about a lot of things, but um, one of the things that we did when we, when we listened to some of the old shows is that we really get about midstream and then just dump a lot of thoughts on you folks and we um i'm not sure if we should apologize for that or not no I, it's not it's just another disclaimer it's, and, and we're working on it we're working on completing sentences <laughs> and good. we're working on completing thoughts before we do move to the next <laughs> thought that's what we're working that's great. on yeah that's, hey, we're that's definitely great. we're definitely getting there we're getting better we've you know what we've had a lot of compliments about the show, well, a lot mm-hmm. and I, remind everybody how many uh downloads yeah downloads. yeah so we we thought I don't know if I mentioned this, but um, at the end of June, we had we surpassed the 7,000 download mark, which I was was remarkable to me because if my mom was still alive, I would swear she'd hit that button 6,999 times. But she's not here, so she couldn't be doing it. So someone's listening, and I just got some numbers from the ESPN folks, and we just uh, were almost at 11,000 for uh, downloads. So we got a, picked up another 4,000 in the last... Uh, you know, 15 days or so. So, I'm thinking that's from Whack and Chase. You know, that's my opinion. Although I don't think there was any Whack and Chase episodes during that period the, of time. Our, I think they were looking I, for I, I will tell you this. Our last two shows were downloaded more so than any other shows we had, and we didn't have Whack and Chase. We also didn't have David Faraday. We didn't have Chris Carpenter. <laughs> I don't know what. We're just, we just gaining had, momentum, baby. You we're and just I. gaining momentum. And if people could see what you have on right now and those credentials and – some of the other props you have. I noticed you brought an umbrella in here. You got an umbrella? You look, yeah, a good I, caddy got my smock. is always prepared, except when we go to New Zealand. Oh, I don't know about that. When Should I, we when tell I, that story real quickly? When I went down? When you went with me to New Zealand. Yeah, when I was sick? Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. I'm talking about the umbrella story no, in New Zealand. No, you told the umbrella story. I don't remember telling well, it. I, I'm pretty sure you told it. Tell it again. Tell it again. Well, we went to New Zealand. We had a which great is a time, long way which to go. is a long way to go. And 
you looked at me and like, man, this bag's heavy. We're going to get this smaller bag. I'm like, I don't care. Just so we can fit them all in there. And you didn't think it was going to rain, so you left the umbrella in the clubhouse. Yeah. We got, what, three holes out? Yeah. And it rained really, really hard. Really hard. <laughs> really, really hard. It was like a towel was over the clubs. Oh, we were getting brutal. Yeah, anyway. It was brutal. So you got the umbrella, which is, you know, who says we're not prepared? We are prepared. For anything. Let's do a, a, an overview of the show. We've got Golf Tech with Justin Hoagland, a uh, great um, – uh, Justin Hoagland down at Golf Tech will be with us. We have some new additions of Whack and Chase. Mm-hmm. Yes, we We're going to talk about uh, Tiger Woods getting snubbed. We're going to talk a little bit. We're, mm-hmm. we're taping the show Thursday. We had the benefit of watching a full day of British Open at Royal Port Rush. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Let's go down to Justin Hoagland real quickly and uh, hear from our folks at Golf Tech. Well, today, Jay, we're going to talk about Secrets of scrambling. And in scrambling, we can control the trajectory in three ways of the shot. Um, we can change the clubs, we can change the ball position, and we can change how much you hinge the wrist in the backswing. Now, basically, three clubs for all shots is a good approach in and around uh, those short game shots. And the secret to short game success, despite, uh, despite the myriad situations you'll face on the go- golf course, is finding a way to produce three specific trajectories regardless of the overall distance of the shot. And the trajectories are as follows. Carry less than roll, carry equals roll, or carry is greater than roll. Uh, Every short game shot you'll need to hit on the golf course will require one of those type of shots, Um, whereas most players attempt to change their swings to produce the three shot shapes, uh, you're going to make things easier, a lot easier really, on yourself by letting your clubs do the work for you, in a sense. Plus, you'll already own three clubs that produce each of the three-shot shapes automatically. So for an 8-iron, for example, um, uh, you'll produce a shot that carries 25% of the total distance in the air and and 75% on the ground. A pitching wedge, 50-50. A lob wedge, 75% total distance in the air and 25% on the ground. So the carry and roll percentages hold true for any distance. For example, if you have a 20-yard shot and you use a lob wedge, the ball will fly in the air for 15 yards and roll on the ground for five yards. If it's only an eight-iron shot, the ball will fly in the air for six yards and roll on the ground for two, assuming a less forceful swing. So, look, relying on three different clubs might seem strange to you since most players use one club, typically a sand wedge, for all short game shots, but it's the right thing to do. It really is. Not only does it create the required trajectory without any work on your part, it minimizes the damage if and when you hit the ball poorly. And uh, if you um, blade an 8-iron using a small short game stroke, the ball will probably stay on the green. If you blade a sand wedge, however, making a big swing from the same spot, you're going to lose a few strokes. So take these three cl- take this three-club approach, and you're sure to be uh, tighter to the hole on that first attempt when you're, uh, when you're scrambling. Great stuff, Justin. As always, thanks for joining us. Um, folks, get down to Golf Tech, and uh, those guys can really help your game. Um, all right. We've got a couple more things to just, that we're going to talk about today. Opposite field events. Right. You know, there's some really points I don't think that anybody ever talks about that you know inside yeah. very well. And what that means, folks, is that there's a, an event, another PGA Tour event going on this week opposite the British Open. It's down in Kentucky. It's called the Barbasol Championship, and they're paying out three, three and a half million dollars, FedEx points, official win status, things like that. Makes people's career. We'll talk about really that. Really does. We're yeah. going to talk about that. But first of all, we got to get into the British. This yeah. is some of the most fun golf to watch on TV, no doubt about it. You get up early, you roll out of bed. We were talking about that. It was cool when we went to UCLA. You know, the NFL came on early on Sunday morning, so the British Open is on before you can even get up. You can go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and watch it if you want. <laughs> Such a beautiful golf course, too. I think it has – I'm not sure what are the, of, the, of the other British Open courses has as many beautiful views as this one does. I just like the – there just seems to be more texture right. uh, throughout the property. And so what I will say on that, Pearl, is I think the other courses do, I think because of the newness – of Royal Port Rush, meaning they they made changes. They got rid of the 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 uh, original 17th and 18th hole that go with this golf course and created new holes specifically for this championship mm. and um, the tournament. And so what happens with stuff like that is you can build spots in for TV. 
Okay, so they have a better um, chance to get better pictures. Right, and so think about going to Troon. You know, Troon's 120 years old or 130 years old, and, you, you know, they're, they are what they are. Yeah. Uh, but you go to the Royal Port Rush, and just gorgeous, right on the sea there, um, a Lynx golf course. I agree with you. Um, some beautiful looks. That one part, the short, drivable par four on the front nine, number five, you know, headed, it almost looks like, an infinity edge on the back edge of the the uh, green that goes right out into the sea. It's just uh, absolutely beautiful. But something interesting happened this week. Tiger Woods sent a text to his old buddy Brooks Kepka, <laughs> wanting to join him in a practice round because Brooks's caddy is a member at Royal Port Rush. For and, many years, he says he's played hundreds, if not a thousand, rounds. And what did Brooks Kepka say back to Tiger? Nothing. That's silence, just like we just heard there. That's silence. Here's, it was this. Nothing. But I got a kick out of it. I thought Tiger handled it great, and I think when it, the reason he chuckled is it's probably something Tiger would be doing. He's like, hey, I don't need to give this guy the edge. Why Why do I possibly want to pull him in my little circle here? It's not a chance I, I think it's in awesome. hell. Not I think a chance in hell. I wonder I Tiger asked him if Tiger was just – Jabbing him, or meaning he knew he would say no, yeah. or, or yeah. What, what, you know, that's another part of that. I, it, it absolutely is. Yeah. I wonder what Tiger's expectation was. Yeah. The fact that the fact that Tiger brought it out into the media, which is not his style, he doesn't give anything away, makes me think I'm just going to float this balloon over there and see if it if it goes. I loved and, it. Yeah. I loved it. That's yeah. that. That's that more like we've talked about. That's that more kind of Tiger getting real and having fun, smiling and, and yeah. joking around a little yeah, bit. I right. thought that was sincere. I thought that was fun. You know, one of the questions I had, Jane, again, we only got the first day, and folks are going to be listening to this Sunday morning uh, while they're watching the uh, British Open, so that'll be interesting how that works and download episodes afterwards. Yeah. But I was interested, and we just looked it up, if the guys were liking and if they kind of respected the golf course or if they thought it was a bit, well, I don't know, severe. We saw, we saw some balls that weren't terrible shots by any stretch bounce off the side of the greens and roll into places where they're getting lost, they can't hit them, they're having to take drops. I thought watching today, because you and I are texting back and forth, I'm thinking they're going to hate it. But it doesn't seem that way so far. I think it, it sounds depends like on, like who, it. on who you ask. Yeah. Well, you know, you ask the uh, first half of the leaderboard, and those guys have a different perspective. They played well and maybe didn't get a bunch of bounces. If they would have asked Graham McDowell as he was walking off 18 after making seven because he lost his balls, you know, the new rule is he lost his balls just to the right of the green, to your point, in this gorshy, bushy looking. Uh, fern type stuff um, he was pissed because they went from five minutes to three the three minutes was up because now there's an official timing you he's walking back and they find his ball yeah but I don't think that guy's going to come out in the uh, media and say he doesn't like the golf course oh no no, no he's a northern think, Irishman but, but there's not, not a chance in hell but I'm um, just saying I think in general the, the comments at least the first day nobody was panning it uh, people were saying they liked it, respected it. They were saying that ahead of time, too. There's been plenty of courses that you could probably mention where they know in a practice round they're going to hate it. And I've only really heard positive comments. It does look beautiful, but the severity, I've been, I've been surprised at. Yeah, and one of the things that you got to recall, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I, I'm thinking this is going to stay in the rotation. I, I think it really? is. I think, really? I think it is. I read about that. I think it is. And you know what? Pro, you garner so much information from having a championship there. Things look so good on paper, and then the wind blows a different direction, mm -hmm. and you go, well, the boys can't even get the ball yeah. in the green. You know, there's just so much information that happens once you play an event there. And so and that's what we'll learn a lot. Yeah, it's true. And sometimes they really blame the guys that set it up. Well, if, if the weather doesn't come through the way they planned it to come through and they set up the course, they can get crossed up. Now, one thing everybody has known and will notice uh, going forward is how slow these greens are. You're not going to see too many majors ever with greens this slow. They said that they're tens, and I think maybe they're tens. They're slow. So I think some of that chipping out of that hay around the green, because the greens are slow, at least the guys can keep the darn chips on the green. Well, when I played at St. Andrews and at Carnoustie Pearl, they can't get the greens fast over there. The wind blows, has the propensity to blow so hard, and the greens are so slopey that the, they yeah. you never play a, a British Open golf course where the 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 speed of the greens is over 10. Now what but mm -hmm. what you will get Pearl is rock hard surfaces. 
they'll just have longer grass on yeah. them, but they won't water them sometimes. Yeah. And it gets really, really dicey. They just so, seemed extra sticky to me. Maybe it's the part I was watching. Today, yeah, no. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, look, how many times did it did it pour down rain in yeah, the middle of true. you know a three-hour session? We had all four seasons over there today. Yeah. Last thing I want to talk about. We talked about this with the PGA Championship moving to May and Tiger Woods having to go to New York and play in those cold, cool temperatures. And he and his back, he looked like he was shot from the very first tee today, Pearl. Well, he had he, the twinge on the first tee. He had a twinge. And it was an iron off the tee. Yeah. And you know what? I just know that back pain. And I know that as you age, that temperature is vital to, so, get, that, to get that body moving. Absolutely. So much anticipation in the tournament. And Rory, after one swing, kind of obviously put himself back, if not sealed his fate. We don't know because it's Thursday. And then Tiger flinching. So here's the two of the main draws that you kind of go, wow, this could be over really, really soon. Yeah, no question. And Rory plays that's obviously the second day in the afternoon, so it could be even tougher. Right. It, it, it's that, you know, that, that tournament is so weather-dependent, and it just comes and goes in a matter of two hours. Yeah. You can get a great break and play in the morning and have a lay down. You can, it can blow like hell in the morning and lay down in the afternoon. So, um, well, it's for sure great TV. Love watching it. Um, but that's going to do it for the the uh, on the range segment. Um, this is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Doster, Olam, and Boyle LLC are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate, finance and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for all of its golf equipment needs since 1976. There are two locations in town, one in South County just off of Lee Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount is and always will be locally owned. They employ the most experienced golf staff you'll find anywhere in town. And if you're looking to get yourself some custom fit equipment, go to Golf Discount. They use the GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures you will always get the perfect fit you're looking for. Visit Golf Discount today. Are you looking for a golf training facility and PGA pros to help you out year-round? Make sure you get to Golf Tech. They've been in St. Louis since 2007 and have three convenient locations to serve you. They've got state-of-the-art video equipment, and you can take your lesson home with you and replay it as much as you'd like. Start with a golf swing evaluation for only $125 and let a Golf Tech coach customize a game plan for you. 314-721-GOLF. You can find them online as well, golftech.com dash St. Louis. Play better. Swing better. Golf Tech. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John are here to bring you this segment we call the Front Nine. Uh, Please reach out to us with your questions, comments, requests at jay at jaydelsinggolf.com. Each week, we select an email. We read it on the air. You win golfer two at uh, Gateway National Compliments of Walters Golf Management. Today's question is from Rita. Can you help me with my putting? I'm a fairly new player and have a 23 handicap. Putting is the worst part of my game. I either hit the ball way short or way long and cannot figure out how to clue in, cue in for the correct distance when I putt. Great question, I think. Yeah, hey, Rita, thanks for reaching out. Um, having four daughters, I've seen some of this in action. I'd, <laughs> I'd drop a couple balls in the green, and one girl would knock it into the swimming pool. The other would put it like a foot in front of her. It's one of those things where you have to try to, um, first of all, get it, remember the object. We want to roll the ball into the hole. So if you can see the ball rolling into the hole, that really, really helps. You want to put that in your mind. 
And then you want to start making some strokes. You want to start, I would recommend starting closer to the hole. Biggest reason why you're having trouble with your speed read is you're moving your lower half of your body. From your waist down, you got to stay still. It can't move. And then just rock your shoulders and your arms with the head of the putter leading the way back, hitting the ball, and leading the way through. Okay? And then try to make the length of your swing determine how far you hit the putt. Meaning, I've got a, a, a putt that I need to roll one foot to go in the hole. I don't need much backstroke, do I? And so, Pearl, what, so Rita, that's, that's the gist of it. The biggest thing that will help you here right away is keeping your lower half out of it. You're making a pivot, and that's why you're smashing your putts. I, I've seen that so often. And you want that pivot to, to rip your driver and your irons and your other parts of your game, but you don't want that in your putting. Well, I like what you said, Jay, too, about rocking the shoulders. The more you can kind of take it out of your hands, too, so you're not firing at it with your hands, and the hands are really just a connection point and rocking it. I think that helps with touch a lot. That's a great That's a great piece right there. Yeah, so put that in your mind, Rita, and then go Google or YouTube your favorite LPGA player putting and just watch. And, and uh, who's great putter out on tour? Oh, man, Christy Kerr is a great player, mm-hmm. a great putter. Julie Inkstrom, dear friend, great chick, great person. Very classic. Yeah, uh, very. Yeah, yeah, so Google one of those two, Rita. They will help you a lot. Thanks for the question. Yeah, good stuff. Um I think we're coming up to my favorite uh, episode, aren't we? Or yep. my favorite part? Well, or not? What else we got? Well, Did I just throw you. Yep. Nope. Let's 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 do this. Let's. What, what are we gonna do? We're Jay? gonna do a whack and I chase early. It. It's like my dog. He's got a he's got the ball in his <laughs> mouth. He brings it to him. Like, what, are, what are you gonna do? I'm like, I'll throw you the ball. No. Um. Okay. So, folks, this is our second version of whack and chase. We um, it's 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 based off of the really popular um, public radio series called Car Talk, and the brothers click and clack got on and, and helped diagnose car problems while having a little fun from their their listeners. And we're going to try to do that um, with your golf game. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I think we have a caller. Yeah, guys, we've got Matt on the line with us right now. Hey, Matt, how are you? Matt, how's it going? Uh, Thanks for calling. Thanks, guys. It's going great. Where are you calling from tonight, Matt? I'm calling from Effingham, Illinois. Effingham, uh, Illinois. Do I know anybody else from Effingham <laughs> in here? Me? You're not. Nope. Kansas nope, City nope, guy. Nope. KC. Nope. 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 I guess I don't know anybody and, from and Effingham. It remind, make sure everybody knows, Matt. How do you spell Effingham? Just so we kind of get this, because it's kind of a butt of some jokes too. Uh, it is E F F I N G. H-A-M. Okay, good. Well, we got Matt warmed up, and we got that cleared up on uh, on how to spell that, too. It's not a joke. It's really a town, and it's actually a really nice town with a whole bunch of really good people in and it. I, and I will say this, Matt, you, you're probably exceeding the IQ level of most of our caller-ins that you can spell Effingham. That's a good start <laughs> for us. Well, I just wanted to use an F, but I thought I would actually spell it correctly. <laughs> That's great stuff. So, Matt, tell us a little bit about how old are you? Tell us a little bit about your um, – just give us some background. Uh, you're a tall guy, what your body shape's like, how long have you been playing, things like that. Yeah, so uh, I am uh, 33, six foot tall. I, I was a collegiate uh, track and cross-country guy. I picked up golf after that. So uh, I've been slowly working my game. Um, I'm a lefty. Oh, that's uh, Wait a second. Wait a second. This is all yours. This is all yours. This is all yours. I don't know about that. Can we go to the other side of the desk or just change seats or maybe turn around? I got to turn around for a minute. (laughs) Meet, does does this microphone reach to the back of my head? That's great. So you're lefty that plays lefty. Is that what you're saying? I do play lefty. I do almost everything right handed except I play golf left handed. Okay, I know what we got to do, Jay. Meet pull, that, pull, that, no, pull that mirror up. We just got to do this looking at a mirror so we can get everything uh, reflecting back the right way. Okay, I, the mirror's up, Matt. We're ready. Sorry about that. Keep on going. All right. So uh, I I have uh, – I always – when I started playing, I always had a really nasty slice, and I slowly worked that out. Um, I'm, I'm pretty good at, at hitting, it, hitting it straight now, but I've always struggled with distance. Um, and I think that's about the – the thing that I, I really can't figure out is I swing harder, I swing softer, I have uh, kind of moved my stance around, I've, I've uh, changed clubs a little bit, and for some reason I'm, I'm capping out at 240, 250 off the tee, and that is about it. That's, that's um, a little bit behind your buddies, isn't it? Is that what the problem is here? 
It is. So I, I otherwise I can I can make it up once I get there. But if I'm playing farther back with the guys, it's uh, I'm at a definite disadvantage. Man, what's your handicap? I shoot mid eighties. Nice. Okay. So, Woody, what kind of clubs are you playing? What's your driver? You got you got something updated? We're or? really talking about off the tee, right, Matt? We're talking about distance off the tee. Are you looking through the bag? Um, I'm short through the bag completely, but I can usually make up the difference with my irons. Um, I'm, it, it just starts off. I mean, I start in the middle, which is nice, but I'm usually 20, 30 yards behind everybody and playing a club or two um, longer. Hmm. Well, meat, meat bombs it. Meat, you got any ideas for uh, for Matt here to help him out? <laughs> yeah, Meat's just going to say new technology. He's just got a new driver. Yeah, get so. a new driver. That always helps. <laughs> Meat's going to say swing harder. And I want you to swing. You know, Chichi Rodriguez, you know how I told people how to hit it further? Huh. Take a swing and then start walking backwards. <laughs> Look at how much further I hit that thing. I love well, that. Well, but we, we asked the no. question, and, and you really interrupted me, my question, when I was kind of right on point here with Matt, and I asked him, what what kind of driver? You got an updated driver? Does it fit you, Matt? Uh, uh, does I, I so sorry. Um, it's a it's a rocket ball, um, tailor made. It's not. I uh, I won it at an outing, so I've never actually been fitted for a driver. You didn't win it for a long uh, drive contest, did you? <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't remember what I won it for. <laughs> I probably I was probably hitting from the ladies' tees if I did. <laughs> Hey, hey, Matt, when you hit a shot, like you hit a typical tee shot, describe the ball flight for me. Does the ball go, does it start low and rise a lot? Matt, does it uh, Does it just go straight up and, and not have enough, you know, pop on it? I mean, when it lands, does it bite or does it roll out? Um, it, I don't get a whole lot of roll unless it's really dry. Um, and I'm. it's always, I mean, I got that little fade. I'm, I don't. I don't get that completely straightened out. Um, so it's, it's always going right to left. What's the trajectory, low or high? Um, somewhere, I mean, it's lower probably. Yeah, so so well, one of the things um, we can tell you first and foremost, and, and I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. When I was ordering my last driver from TaylorMade, you know, I, I had always played a really, really heavy shaft. And... Um, my friend George Willett said, uh, Delsing, you are such a dinosaur. Look at how these young players are playing. This formula for, for distance is, you know, it's simple, and you, you need less weight. You don't need more weight. I, I was always using a heavier shaft. And w- one of the things, um, Matt, that, w- that I want to ask about is um, – how much speed you have. And I know you probably don't know the club head speed, but one of the things that we can talk about that we could probably help you without knowing how much speed is um, the way you're launching your driver tells me that you're not maximizing the way these new drivers were built. You and I talked about this today, John. Matt, these drivers are as big as the chairs that Pearlie and I and you are sitting in, right? You know, these things are huge and they are meant to be swung up on and the ball and the, and the current golf ball is made to fly like a rocket as high as it can launch. So, Matt, do you th- if you were to kind of visualize a swing, would you say you swing down at it, level, or a little bit up? What would you say? I would say level. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to say there. this. I'm right. going to say this. He is definitely not swinging up at it. Right. He is definitely, at best case, Matt, you're swinging level. And worst case, you might be swinging down on it a little bit, which, look, yeah. there's no shame in that. That's that's the, the way, hell, we used to drive it that way on the PGA Tour because we were taught that way. Well, I was going to say, you know, this gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit because what's the one thing I complained about in my whole career I know. being out there is yeah. power, that yeah. power outage. Yeah. And I was never long, but I was sufficient. But I would get into those modes, and often it would come from a place where I was play, probably guiding it. Maybe yep. I'd played uh, some, some bad rounds. Maybe I'd played a bunch in the wind, so, some things like that. So that's a huge piece of, uh, of this, too. So Matt, let me ask you this. So if you hit your driver off the deck, I mean your, your driver or your three-wood off the deck, how much distance separation is between your driver and your three-wood? Probably about 30 yards. 
Okay, now tell me. So that's 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 reasonable. I'm a little surprised with that. Tell me the difference in the trajectory. Is your driver going higher than your three wood? Are they both going about the same height, or does your three wood go higher than your driver? Uh, my my driver goes higher, um, typically. Okay, so it goes higher. So. So what we're going to have to try to do is we're going to – what kind of shafts are you playing in your – do you have regular shafts? you got stiff shafts in those two, these two clubs, driver and three-wheel. Uh, regular. Regular shafts. Mm. Well, first of all, I want to point a little something out here. Yeah. It's interesting because everybody hits at 300 yards these days. But Matt is shooting in the mid-80s. He's hitting 240, 250 yards. That's not bad stuff. I mean – Matt, how many more yards are you looking to get here? What's the anticipation uh, that we're trying to get out of this thing? And because one well, of the things, Matt, that, sorry to interrupt you, but one of the things that will happen is that the further you hit it, you will th- lose dispersion, yeah. meaning you're going to miss fairways. That's just the way it rolls. But how much further are you looking to hit it, Matt? What's, what's the goal out there that we're after? So I, so I guess I would, I would clarify that I don't usually hit it 240, 250. I'm usually closer to that 220, 230, and if I get everything – and I get roll, I get that 240. You know, you know, Jay, after so, we ask questions enough times, we start getting down to the nitty-gritty and the honesty here. We appreciate that very much. <laughs> hey, Matt, so again, so let's say your normal drive goes 225 to 230. How far does right. your no- normal three would go? Is uh, it, are you right st- at 200. Right at 200, okay. And how much loft do you have on that three wood? And how much loft do you have on your driver? The driver is about nine and a, is a nine and a half, and I don't know what that three wood is. Okay. Through, you're okay. So where's that ball in the stance? Yeah, where's, the ball, where's the ball in your stance? Give us give us that for a second here. What, you you in the middle or up in your stance? Would you say the the driver is up in my stance, and then my three wood is more is closer to center. So when you say up in your stance, is it all the way up to your heel or in front of that, or is it just front of center? Uh, just in front of center. Yeah, so that's what we're gonna. That's where we're going with this Bingo. thing, Matt. Here's Bingo. how we're gonna help you. We're, we're gonna going get, to solve here. We can yeah. still give them a hard time. We're going to solve? No, to solve. Matt. We can give you a hard time too. We can give you a hard time while Matt, we solve. Matt, sometimes these guys call. They're such nice guys. So we just I, gotta. We gotta go to solve. Here. You got a. You got a mean <laughs> brother or something. You gonna have call? That's so we can. Uh, we can give him some grief. I, I. I can. I got a bunch of lefties that are my regular group. <laughs> I can have call you. They're no lefty, but great. No. Well, here's what. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna change the ball position for you. We're gonna move it further up in your stance, and we're that's gonna what that's gonna do, Matt. It's gonna freak you out for sure. That's the first thing it's gonna do. The second thing it's gonna do, it's gonna raise that trajectory of yours immensely. But but you're gonna go through this when you get on the range. Put that thing up so you're a lefty. Move that thing up almost to your right toe. Move it beyond your right heel up to your right toe, and that's gonna guarantee that you're gonna you are gonna swing at this thing on the way up. You're gonna feel like you just gave up the steering wheel. You're gonna feel like, wait a second, where's my steering wheel? Where's my control? But just go for it until until you get comfortable. Absolutely. And then and what I want you to do too to get more distance out of your three wood, first of all, get a three wood that's got about 13 degrees of loft on it instead of 15 like most people do. But Matt, you got to move that fair that fair, fairway wood up in your stance a little bit too. Just a little bit, okay? But that okay. driver is the big thing, and we got to get you swinging up on that and uh, imagine yourself just sweeping the ball off that tee. And if uh, if it doesn't work, then hit it and then walk backwards 10 yards and we add a 10 yards to <laughs> What do you mean if it doesn't work? It's Jay Delson Golf Show. It's absolutely going to work. Jay I mean, we, I mean, we were, John and I were actually on the golf course today, and we were doing this, and it yeah. is, it is freaky how much – the driver and golf ball combination, Matt, is absolutely made to do to be hit yes, like this. Correct. And if you're not doing like hit it like that, you're not striking the ball on the right part of the face of the driver, and that will that'll hurt you with your launch angle, and it'll also hurt you with what kind of ball speed you have, and you won't let this ball jump off the face like it's meant to do. How does that okay. sound? Does that sound like something you could work on? Do you ever get any time to practice, Matt? A little bit. I, I try to work it in. Um, but this is a good you. this is a good thing to just head out there and hit ten balls if you can get out there and then do that every once in a while. You don't need to spend more than five ten minutes. Do that a half dozen times to start getting a little bit comfortable with it. 
Yeah, Matt, okay. call us back, too, and let us know, because the, the next thing we'd like to do is maybe get rid of a little bit of that side spin that you have from, from your, uh, you know, your right-to-left uh, fade. And, um, yeah. Because if you're not getting a lot of roll, you're, there's, there's just too much backspin on your, on your, on your ball. But you're hitting down on much, it more than you think you are. There's just too much backspin on your ball, no doubt. Okay, okay. Thanks, Matt. Sure, sure as heck no. appreciate it. No, thanks, guys. See you later, Matt. It's kind of like uh, what is it, the Butch Harmon story. Hey, if we help you, tell everybody you know. If we don't help you, tell them we never met. Yeah, but we have this recorded. Now, you're putting it online with uh, with podcast episodes and stuff yeah. like that. So we're just going to have this edited down the road. If it, if Matt calls back kind of uh, angry, disappointed <laughs> in us, do we just erase those uh, documents? No, no, of course well, not. Well, why not? You know, I we think that's not a bad idea. We, well, we could. Me, can you erase episodes for sure? <laughs> That's a Drew thing. Yeah, it's a Drew exactly. thing. Drew, Drew, no, get it off the cloud. Too. Yeah, no, get it off of there. Um, we can always say golf's hard. Yeah, golf is definitely it's hard. It's really hard. You know what? That's going to wrap up the front nine segment. Uh, stay with us. We're going to listen to a few folks that sponsor the show here. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Joe Schieser has been in the loan office business for 26 years at USA Mortgage here in St. Louis. He's closed over $500 million in loans and specializes in pairing the right loan program just for you. He offers unique loans for first-time homebuyers, VA loans for veterans, no-cost loans for refinances, and even cash-out opportunities to pay off those credit and debit card bills, or even to make those much-needed home improvements. Don't wait and miss your chance to improve your current financial position while rates are still low. Call Joe at 314-628-205 today and tell them Jay sent you. I want to thank Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing. There's 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. If you join out at Whitmore, you get privileges at the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are included in that membership. There's no food and beverage minimums and no assessments ever. They've got a great 24-hour fitness center, a large pool complex, three tennis courts, a year-round social calendar that is rocking out at Whitmore. There's kids' clubs, junior golf, junior tennis, swim team available for your children. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, a wonderful staff, and you've got to go to the golf shop and visit my friend, Bummer. He is an absolute treat. Don't forget about the golf leagues, their skin games, members' tournaments. Bummer and the staff out at Whitmore are continually running cool and fun golf events for you and your family. Visit their website at whitmoregolf.com. After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. John is here with me. We are on the back nine. Um, We've got a do a little plug here for the folks that are the title sponsor of the show, Whitmore Country Club. 90 holes of golf at Whitmore Country Club. Um, the Whitaker courses, the Missouri Bluffs, Links at Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville. If you belong to Whitmore, which has 36 holes, you get access to those three clubs as well, and the cart fees are included in that membership. No food or beverage minimums. There's no assessments. They have a 24-hour fitness complex a large pool center, three tennis courts, year-round social calendar is rocking out there. The holiday parties are legendary. There's picnics, date nights, live music, a kids' club so you can drop your kids off. They can have fun with other kids, play video games. They can play golf and tennis or swim. You can go have a drink and have dinner, go play nine holes with your wife, significant other. It's a family-friendly atmosphere. Great staff. Bummer. Our buddy Bummers, come on the show. We'll have to have him on again. We definitely need him back on the show. In the golf shop. Go in and say hi to Bummer, assistant pro there. He'll help you with anything he can. Um, So you got to go check out Whitmore Country Club. Their number is 636-926-9622. Pearl, I had an opportunity to sit down with uh, Steve Wedling. He's a managing uh, partner of UHY Advisors who are involved with the AJGA event that's coming to St. Louis. So let's hear from Steve. First of all, tell the folks, um, if they're not familiar with your company, tell the folks a little bit about what you do. I know you're accounting and tax advisors. Give folks a little bit of background of uh, about UHY, please. Sure. We're an uh, audit tax and consulting uh, firm. We've been in the, in the St. Louis market for over uh, 
35 years originally as uh, Grace and Company, and uh, 15 years ago merged with uh, four other regional firms to become a, a national firm as uh, UHY. So we, uh, very similar to the big four accounting firms, uh, the difference is we focus primarily on the uh, on the middle market, and then also have an international uh, presence in about 80 countries as well. Yeah, when I was, you know, Googling you guys and learning about you, it's extremely impressive. And folks are wondering, why are we talking to today? And it's really interesting what you guys at UHY have done and how you're supporting junior golf. So let's talk a little bit about the AJG, um, AJGA event that's coming to the Legends um, and at a really a quick time in, in the third week of July. Right. Yeah, so we actually started our relationship with the uh, HAGA just about a, a year ago locally uh, in our St. Louis uh, office. We decided to uh, become the title sponsor of the St. Louis uh, HAGA event at the Legends uh, last year and uh, really went uh, well. From our perspective, uh, you know, the big four firms are all heavily invested in, uh, in golf. It reaches a, a demographic that we're uh, interested in the AGAGA is a very professionally run organization and there's a, a charitable component uh, of it as well so we you know tested it out in uh, St. Louis like I said went uh, great and then uh, this January we decided to expand that relationship to become the uh, official accounting firm of the uh, AGAGA uh, took it uh, nationally throughout our uh, firm and as part of that it's a, a three-year sponsorship and will be the uh, title or presenting sponsor of uh, seven different AJGA events throughout the country for the next three years. Man, that's great stuff. And this is a story that's really familiar with me. First of all, the AJGA stands for American Junior Golf Association, but also having these powerhouse firms like yourself being involved in golf and being our corporate sponsors and and, and corporate partners. Um, it's great to see this kind of relationship extended down to junior golf. Yeah, it's it's been great, uh, you know, for us. Uh, we've enjoyed the uh, relationship. You know, it's good for the boys and girls. It uh, you know uh, helps support uh, them. And as I mentioned, uh, uh, through the HAGA, there is a, a large charitable charitable component of this uh, as well through the HAGA's uh, ACE grants uh, program. So they raise a lot of money for. You know, boys and girls that don't necessarily have the financial means to play in some of these uh, tournaments, that supports them you know, quite a bit. But you know, beyond that, each uh, tournament that they put on has a local tournament committee and other local charities uh, benefit from the uh, HHEA tournaments as well. Yeah, that's terrific. So we are talking about the Legends Country Club down in Eureka, July 22nd through the 25th. Um, we've got boys and girls, right? And we've got a field size of, of 78 um, competitors, and it's going to be 54 holes of stroke play. Right, exactly. So we're uh, looking forward to it. It's just right around the uh, corner. Things will actually uh, kick off on uh, Sunday. The uh, HHEA also conducts a, uh, a qualifier for the boys and girls that have not been able to make it into the uh, open uh, field so we're going to have roughly uh, close to 100 boys and girls competing on Sunday for close to uh, 10 spots to make it into the uh, open uh, championship and I'm sure you're you know, well aware it's, uh, these HAGA events are very difficult uh, to get into so it's another opportunity for those uh, you know, boys and girls and what we've also done at uh, UHY has created uh, a separate uh, junior tour called the UHY Prep Series. So as the uh, official sponsor, we're given exemptions from the uh, AJGA to grant uh, to the boys and girls. So we've uh, put together these tournaments that the boy and girl winner of our tournaments then get an exemption into the different tournaments. So to this point, we've uh, conducted uh, about 10 UHY Prep Series events over the course of the past uh, year throughout the country had about 250 uh, boys and girls uh, playing those so it's yet another playing opportunity so we have several uh, boys and girls um, that have played in our uh, tournaments at uh, Sunset Country Club that will be in the uh, the main field uh, this coming week. Steve that's terrific give us some information about how anybody can get involved how they can support this and and join um, you and UH 
why in supporting these great young young golfers coming to town? Sure. So our separate tour, the UHY Prep Series, we have a separate website for that. It's uh, uhyprepseries.com, all uh, one word. So on average, we'll be conducting about uh, 10 tournaments a year, five in the spring, five in the fall. So this coming uh, fall, we'll have another tournament at uh, Sunset Country Club in the uh, September time frame, and we'll have other tournaments uh, throughout the country as well. So all that uh, information will be uh, on our website, and then specific to the uh, AJGA, you can go to uh, AJGA.org, and they have a very comprehensive uh, website with uh, information on all their uh, events as well. Well, Steve, that's great information. Maybe we can touch base later in the year, and you can give us an update on the uh, UHY Prep Series, and uh, and then we can do a little recap of how this uh, St. Louis qualifier goes. But we appreciate you jumping on with me today, and um, and hope we can hear from you again. And thanks so much for supporting golf. All right, well, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Jay. That's really cool stuff, Pearl. Steve and uh, his company uh, committed to golf. And starting with the juniors, I mean, it's a really a unique uh, kind of stance. I love it. Well, that's definitely uh, at the heart of soul of what, what we're after. I think there's so many good things that we've discussed different weeks. As a matter of fact, we were out the other day at uh, Norwood Hills, and it's the first time I got to see the uh, the juniors playing uh, in those team matches that you guys have been talking about. And I was I was kind of uh, surprised to see they actually had jerseys on. Yeah, I had very, I love it. I know you'd mentioned it, but I, I'm sorry, I don't remember who you. Allie Wells, uh, the um, executive director of our section, the Gateway section, talked about it. Even Joe Schwent, who we had on a, uh, a couple of weeks ago, talked about how they're doing this with the juniors and getting them involved and making it more like a team concept and it's it's really so cool. this is another company really getting involved in that you know the whole junior thing and uh and and beefing it up i think it's just absolutely fantastic I yeah mean, and the fact that they do it here in st louis and then they're the official um accounting firm of the AJGA, uh, and they're sponsoring seven other national events that's, that's awesome rocking. that's absolutely awesome yeah that's fantastic yeah. well that's going to wrap up the back nine uh, stay with us here at 101 espn this is golf with jay delsing and we have the 19th hole coming your way Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for all of its golf equipment needs since 1976. There are two locations in town, one in South County just off of Lee Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount is and always will be locally owned. They employ the most experienced golf staff you'll find anywhere in town. And if you're looking to get yourself some custom fit equipment, go to Golf Discount. They use the GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures you will always get the perfect fit you're looking for. Visit Golf Discount today. It's time for the 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Well, thanks for staying with us. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. We just finished 18 holes. Jay and John are here, and we are headed to the 19th hole. Uh, Mike Duffy's great spot. Folks, we canceled yep. the, the Mike Duffy spot for good reason. We've got a couple of really cool things in mind. We weren't prepared. We're going to do this in uh, August. Uh, Mike's on board, so just stay tuned. A good reason was we weren't prepared. We could no. use that every day. Well, we weren't prepared in the way that we're going to be prepared for the I next one. I know we're going to be yeah. prepared, but yeah. that makes me nervous, that one, because if we use that one, we'd use that for things all day long. So. Yeah, right right on. Um, so let's talk about a couple of the things. <laughs> let's talk about these opposite field. Though before I talk about the opposite field events, yep. one thing that the RNA did this week, which was really interesting, is 
There's something called grandstanding in golf. We talked about backstopping. Remember earlier in the year with the where that where if a player leaves his ball around the hole for another player's ball to chip, which is insane because none of us want to help our competitors like that. But um, so what, folks? You may not know what grandstanding is, but I I, got to tell you just. it's it's take what it is in a nutshell. You got a story. Is taking, you got a story. Right. Taking advantage of where the bleachers are placed. Okay. Because you get their temporary immovable obstructions, the TIO rule, and you get a free drop. Well, I can tell you this, and I saw this my rookie year on tour is like my fourth tournament. Playing in Doral, the Blue Master, we get to 18. The wind is blowing a million miles an hour into you from the right. There's water all around the left of the green. It's a the hole's a beast. I mean, you're hitting about a like a two, three, or four iron in, and there's nowhere to hit it. However, to the right of the green are the grandstands. And I watched my first the first time I'm playing there, I watched the two veterans that I played with just pummel the ball right into where the spectators were. And it didn't hit anybody and they went there, they got a free drop. They didn't necessarily make par, but they didn't make huge numbers. Right. Right. And so guys used to do that. Jean Vondeveld. I was just that's exactly John what I was thinking. Vondeveld what do you think thinking, that's Oh, for sure. He got so unlucky. He hit the handrail and it came back short on the water, they chipped it in the water. We don't even want to go there. On, on, but you're on that saying that was at least part of his strategy. If Without I miss question. it, it's going to be a bail Without ride. Question. It goes over there. I'll get a drop. Uh, I'll still win the of tournament. Of course it is. If I got a two-stroke lead and I'm yeah. looking to put where I'm going to put this ball and I can go long at 18 at, at Royal Port Rush, well, here's what they did. They've come up with this new thing in the last – oh, man, they had it in the 06 U.S. Open that I played in at um, Wingfoot. It was one of the first years they used it, so it's probably been in play for – you know, 12, 15 years, something like that, where they give you drop circles. So you, it makes it much easier to figure out where you have to go. You can actually even go closer to the hole now because of the, the amount of people. circle you're closest to, is that the deal? Even right. though it might be closer to the hole. Right. Okay, got it. Right. So what, what they did is the circles are full of grass that's about 18 inches long. Wow. So you're drop, dropping it almost in a penalty type of almost area. Almost in a bush. They yeah. describe them as bushy areas. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what the RNA did. So hit, you hit it in the grandstand and you're trying to take advantage of the rules. Good. Here's your drop. Good luck getting it on the green. How, it, how'd that go over with the guys? To, so because of the way the wind blew today, I didn't see one player even come close to hitting it over the green. Okay. So okay. it didn't come into play yet. But, you know, one thing to watch for with this British Open it could change. The wind could change 15 more times. You know, interesting. Wind direction. You say that that's a strategy. Now, I've watched too much golf on TV, yeah. and I can say I've never heard a commentator talk about that strategy. No. No. Well, Why? I mean, Why? I don't know if it was maybe kind of an unwritten rule, Pearl, that they didn't. They you didn't... might peg somebody in the stands, too. Well, I can tell you, I played with um, uh, somebody who hit a ball heading straight into the bleachers, and I said, four, 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 and he looked at me and goes, keep your lips off my ball. Wow. I might want to hit somebody and have that ball come back towards me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude. Anyway, that happens. That's real. Um, Did you ever use that strategy, hitting it into the stands, or, or have that as a concept of that's my miss? I did. I did at Doral. Yep. Okay. I missed the bleachers. Well, part of the problem out there is yeah. – if that's what people are using, and you, you're supposed to use the rules to your advantage, and right. if everybody else is and you're not, it's a bit of an issue. Yeah. I had a couple of balls that would get away left on me in my day. I know you're not aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> How about any other rules? Do we have time to talk a little bit about that where guys are taking a little bit of advantage or we got to move on? Yeah, let's let's leave that for another show. I want okay. to talk because we brought this up earlier yep. in the show. Let's talk about opposite fields events Shoot what they are and why are they ahead. important. Yeah, what, what whose show is this? About? Okay. It's not golf with Pearlie. It's golf with Jay Delsing. Anyway, um, so opposite, opposite field events. Yep. There's three of them, okay? There's the World Golf uh, uh, Championship match play event that happens in the first oh, third of the year. Okay. And there's a, an event down in, um, I think it's in the Dominican Republic at the Putacanta. It's, it's the Putacana uh, Championship. I think it's in... Um, um, I think it's in the DR. I think it's in Dominican Republic. There's also one happening this week in Kentucky called the Barbasol Championship. And then in a week's time, two weeks' time, there's uh, the FedEx 
um, World Golf Championship, the new event down in Memphis is a FedEx event, which is so cool to be this close to St. Louis. And the the Barracuda Championship that you caddied for me a number of times out in Reno is an event opposite. And so why am I talking about this? Who cares about this? Well, here's why that's important. This is another opportunity for these great players that may not have played a full schedule, that may not have gotten in very often, to go make 300 FedEx Cup points, to play for $3.5 million, and to get an official win. And not be playing against the the top, what, 40, 50, 60, 70 people? At least top 70. I mean, we're talking about probably, no, you're probably right, probably somewhere in the top 75 players are, are missing. Because of the open, because people yeah, but have to still qualify. Getting to play for all those other goodies uh, without having to compete against. Absolutely, those guys. it's crucial. Yeah. It's a hell of a deal. It's a hell of a uh, it's a hell of a deal from the PGA Tour, and it's a great opportunity. And it's been saving careers. I mean, Graham McDowell won down in Puerto Rico this year, and you know, there's nothing like winning. Now Puerto Rico was opposite, you know, the World uh, Golf Championship match play event down in um, Austin, but. Do you think Graham cares who we, how he punches his ticket to Augusta? Uh, no, he wants to win. Plus, plus, the bottom line is you always hear the guys say, a win's a win. So you come away thinking fantastic. Or, to your other point, how important it is not just to the guy winning, you come in second, third, fourth, right. fifth. And I think you said earlier when I asked the question, you get top ten and you're not one of those guys that's kind of exempt, you get to play the next week as correct. well. So correct. There's, there's a correct. lot more than just one person uh, benefiting from that situation. And – if you can't even get on some of these tour events of any sort, this is the time you can get in if your number's you know, 150, no 160, question. 180, 200. You get to actually go tee it up. That's right. Folks, run, grab a pencil and a paper. I'm going to give you some clever RX numbers here in a minute right after our tip of the week. Bro, the tip of the week, this is the most generic, most helpful tip that I can ever give anyone. It was given to me years ago, and it's all about grip pressure. Okay. How hard you hold the club. Most people's strangle the hell out of the golf club. And if, if squeezing it as hard as you can is a 10 and and holding it so loosely that it flies out of your hand is a 1, we want somewhere in the 3 or 4 range. Okay. And what it does is it just opens up your entire body to get ready to swing. And if your hands... I can't think of another sport where you want to play with your hands squeezing or holding something as hard as you can. Not if you want speed. Or if you want softness, if you want to shoot a basket, you know, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan shooting a free throw, you remember how soft and, and yep. flowy his hands were. And when you're when you're tight, you're losing fluidity, you're losing that that touch and that feel, and that is not what we're after. So folks, and a great example was Greg Norman, if you'll recall, struggled to try to get that first win, major win. Mm-hmm. And I can remember Jack Nicholas gave him a call the night before the final round of his first he won two British Opens, his first British Open victory, and said, Greg, grip pressure, man. Come down the stretch on the first tee, grip that club loosely, just like you and I are out playing, you know, for a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. And Greg went on to uh, to, uh, to win that Open and, and to credit Jack with, the, uh, with that info. Jay, you would certainly know this better than I, but I can remember specifically when um, Payne Stewart was – kind of at that point, too, where he was doing really well but couldn't get that big win right. or maybe any win. I don't remember specifically, and I can remember them talking about it on TV because he had that kind of soft, yes. fluid, lots of you know uh, a, a buildup and things uh, happening, and it, he was just kind of grabbing things. He'd yep. get a little little grabby. That's that's grip pressure. Yep. And I can remember the, the, the kind of shot on TV that he hit this long uh, iron into a, a par three. He pulled it off, and one of the guys said, there it is. He hit the shot that he's needed to hit that's kept him from winning tournaments, and then he went on to do a heck of a lot of great playing yeah. after that. It yeah, just kind of almost majors. takes that one time in that field that you it can does. trust it, right? Right, Otherwise, and that, that confidence. That, that grip is, yeah. I got that steering wheel. Yeah. And there's no, you start holding on to the steering wheel, you're in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. All right, mm-hmm. folks, here's a clever X piece for at the end of the show. You want to save money on prescriptions? This is an absolutely free piece of information from CleverRx. They've got an app. We've got a BIN number. B-I-N number is 610378. A PCN number is SC1. Group number is 3001. And your member number is 1022. Folks, the reason why this is important, medicines are expensive. 37% of all prescriptions written don't get filled because they're too expensive. If you need to take the meds, check out the CleverRx app, use those numbers, and it'll tell you in your zip code where you can get the cheapest meds. 
Man, that's the end of the show. Pearl, thank you so much for being with us. Me, Loved it. Thanks for helping us out here. Um, folks, thanks for listening. Brad, and I mean uh, Drew, and your team at uh, BYK Digital doing a great job uh, helping us get this show on the podcasting and uh, the live uh, feed. Thanks for watching us. Uh, hit them straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com, as well as at jdelsinggolf.com. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors... We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.